Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 175 with myself, Jack Neville, and Matt Callan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. We're pre-recording today, so there won't be any live questions, but I'm sure we'll get through everything that, that you're wanting to know. Uh, we've Hurland look back on and Hurland look forward to. We've footballers look back on. Ladies footballers are back in action this week and so much more. So stay tuned for all that. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. How are you keeping, Matt? I suppose uh, the weather is turning a small bit after the after three or four weekends in a row of storms. It looks like we could have a good, nice weekend. Yeah, it's it's looking in that way now, Jack. But um, you know, it's gone a bit milder as well. I think it was, it was very cold early in the week, but it sits and there's a frost at night, and it usually gives us a good day. So <coughs> happy days, you know. Yeah, very let's happy. Hope that, let's hope that the results that are not coming will come and the results that are coming will continue. Yeah, before we get into the, the adult teams, I suppose, um, we want to touch on the, the Buns Colour, the, the children's games. I suppose children were robbed of a lot of their childhood over the last two years with the pandemic and obviously the return of the, the likes of the Mackey Cup and Sarsfields Cup and the primary goal games and all that. It just kind of more momentum towards getting back to the normality that we had. Yeah, Jack, it, it, it's great. It's great that 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 the, that the games are back now. I I, I make it my point, um, uh, a point of it every year where possible, <clears throat> to go out to see the concluding stages of the South Limerick um, uh, primary schools games because that that was a great day and see seeing the effort that's being put in by teachers, parents, and particularly by the young people on the field. But like you know, the, the work that that. Um, that uh, come and the Munskull do, and uh, and um, the, the 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 part that they play in 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 the promotion of our games, like it it goes on song, Jack. Um, Joe Lines and and uh, Kieran Crow with their um, green and white magazine, and and Joe like is one of the driving forces behind Come and the Munskull. He's he's given his life to it, and um, he's national chairman at the moment, and. Um, like the work they do is just simply incredible, and I suppose if you were looking for testimony of it, Jack, um, you need look no further than than the number of players that have come through the the common and skull system that now feature on the Limerick senior teams. Like yeah. it's an absolutely crucial cog in 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 in, in the GA three in, in in the GA pyramid in in that um. Like uh, they're inculcating a love of the games and and a love of participation in the games into young people in very 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 much in their formative years, and uh, like they 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 have a very very good structure 
in place in Limerick and um, it, it, it ensures that the conveyor belt of young talent coming through will not go unnoticed and um, like you know any publicity or any exposure that this great work um, uh, is being done by Joe Lyons and all these people you know it, it just in my opinion cannot get enough of exposure because it's it's Absolutely. Jack, it's a vital cog, an absolutely vital cog in this day and age when there is such competition for the minds of young people, um, especially um, to get them to get, you know, in terms of the options that are out there for them. Um, they, they, the coming of one skull have certainly made the GA a very attractive sporting competition and long made um, proposition and made long made continue, Jack. Yeah, it, it's been seen, I suppose, as you said, there the green and white are forever putting up pictures of our 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 players, our current stars in their in their former days in school. And it's just lovely to see in that continuation. I know a, a good summer's day of Munster Hurling and then the, the primary goal games halftime. It's very enjoyable to watch and I suppose it's just back to the fun of the game. And I was at a safeguarding course last night and I suppose the main thing about the GA at the end of the day, especially Growing up, it's it's about having fun. So I suppose it's it's important. Yeah, like they go right across, they they go right across the codes, which is which is absolutely absolutely fantastic. And I suppose um, the longevity of 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 um, the green and white is testimony to the great work that they that 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 they're doing for for so long. And 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 certainly, um, you know, Limerick, Limerick. Um, Senior teams have benefited considerably from the groundwork that has been done by coming to Munskull. Yeah, so the best look to, to all the kids and I suppose their teachers and refs and everyone involved in those competitions. And like you mm -hmm. said, you'll be out to see some of the finals. I suppose you'll get to as many games as you can, as always is the case. Talking mm -hmm. about um, our, our our current stars, we'll, we'll start with the hurlers, Matt. And um, I suppose another disappointing weekend, uh, you can't really shy away from that fact. Um, you can't hide that they were well beaten by Cork, and I suppose on that first half alone, it was kind of a complete ro um, role reversal from the All Ireland final, where Limerick were three eighteen to one twelve ahead. I think Crow Park they were two thirteen to five behind, and just very uncharacteristic, I suppose, against Wexford. You had the conditions against Galway with the men sent off and still played relatively well against Cork. It just didn't really seem to click at all. No, no, didn't click at all, and and. Um... What 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 worries me um, when when you're um, comparing with last year is that it's not a comparison. Um, it, it's a contrast nearly at this stage because um, what we saw last year, uh, we saw measurable improvement from game to game and Limerick getting up ahead of full steam. Um, we, we certainly saw that arrested last 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 Saturday um, or Sunday. Um, because we were lauding here last week, even um, the, the the measurable improvement that was evident um, from the Wexford game to the Galway game, even though that they, they, they suffered defeat to Galway. But <coughs> what would alarm me is that that level of um, progression, it certainly wasn't evident, particularly in the first half. If, if anything, just clear regression. And your, your summary of it there, Jack, at the outset of about it being a Rolls reversal of of um, of um, the All-Ireland final of last year is absolutely correct. It, it's absolutely 
you know, the bottom line here is in the first half, Limerick just weren't at the party. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's as simple as that. And and there were alarming signs in, in I, I thought during that first half. Now they picked it up in the second half. They picked it up in the second half, and um, I, I I I think they're shooting in the first half. Now at the end of the day, Cork ended up with thirteen wides to Limerick's eleven, but it was something like nine two at half time to Limerick. Yeah, Limerick was shooting wides when they should have been keeping you know keeping Cork in check. Like Cork, Cork's wides came in when when they were in the comfort zone, Jack, and when they were, when you know, when when, when they were when they were pretty sure on their way to victory. Now the second half is encouraging, um, is encouraging, but you know we we, we still have a very very long way to go. Um, um, I, I I just fear that like are we seeing signs of of um, you know being that long on the road? Three All Irelands in four years taking its toll. Yeah, I, I'm I just would... wondering. I I would never question the appetite of 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 um, this Limerick squad or the commitment of this Limerick squad because we've seen time and time again. Um, but they need to bounce back, Jack, and they need to get a big bounce before the championship because Cork will be cock of the hoop now, and um, well, Cork to beat Galway on. On Saturday evening, which I think they may, um, they're looking at a league semi-final, which will close the gap to to the championship, and potentially looking at a league final. Yeah, and, I... um, a, a, another thing: were this Cork team to go and win in um, twenty-four years without a national league title, it would be a huge, huge boost to this young team. You know. Yeah, I want to touch on on. on... Cork there for me, I suppose being accused of, of green mist in recent times. But aside from, from Limerick's poorness in the day, Cork seemed to have improved. It looks like they have a plan in place for Limerick. Um they definitely have a clear game plan when it comes to playing that they're they're working it through the lines until they can get it over the Limerick half back line. Like yeah. how many balls went over Declan Hannon, Kyle Hayes, and Colin Cotton's head. The last day, obviously, have Pat Horgan and Shane Kingston inside, and Shane Barrett was coming in and out. That like they seem to have really bounced back from the devastation of the All Ireland final loss, and losing any All Ireland final is obviously very disheartening. But we saw at Waterford in 2008 that it took them a long time to get back there. That Cork seemed to just have learned from it and look to be the main contenders to Limerick alongside Galway at this early stage. Yeah, they're, they're definitely they're, they're definitely contenders. Um, there's no question about it. They, they, the only thing that you would be hoping for, um, <coughs> have they shown John Kiley and Paul can have too much of that hand? Yeah, I was, I was thinking that. But then again, they, they have a couple of players to come back into that side. Um, I suppose Rob Downey was, wasn't playing, was one that you'd imagine would be there, thereabouts. They've a few more from the under-20s team. The likes of Kieran Joyce now is still young. Will he start come championship? That it wasn't probably their start, their best fifteen, and they still were comfortably ahead of Limerick. And I suppose at the end of the day, they seem to have a game plan because they completely nullified Keane Lynch, who destroyed them in Crow Park. Now Keane, I suppose, has been on the back of a grueling Fitzgibbon Cup campaign, and I suppose in Limerick are are playing poorly. It's it's hard for certain players to get into the game, but from a Cork point of view, it's. It's definitely a good early signs. But you mentioned that point there about the league final and obviously Cork are craving that success. 
if you get to that league final, you are closing the gap to Munster Championship. Um, from a Limerick point of view, would you be happy to see Cork go all the way and then have less time to prepare for that first round clash? Or yeah, possibly you 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 you, you that th- there is that side to it as well, Jack. You 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 could lo- you could look at it that way, and uh, and um, we have we 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 have seen um. Over the years, like um, history is dotted with teams winning the league and suddenly coming a cropper in the championship, but they were in the days of, of the straight knockout championship, um, invariably. Um, league finalists, you'd win the league maybe in April, you'd be out in the championship in late May, early June, and suddenly the league the league champions would be knocked out or would be beaten. And um, I, I, I think the whole thing is structured different now, Jack. Because um, you, you're going straight from the... Like, you must remember as we speak here, Jack, the championship is only about five weeks away. Yeah. You know? And like... Uh, um, 17th of uh, April, for anyone wondering. Cork, Cork will fit an awful lot of... Uh, have, have potential to fit an awful lot of good games into that. Yeah. Like, um, they're going to have a game now against Galway at the weekend. Like it, 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 it's a perfect, it's a perfect scenario for Cork. Like here they are in pole position to go into the league semi-final, Jack. That the the the, the, the group has been reduced to a three-way a three-way battle for for the two places, and they have to play they have to play the two teams um, that they're, that they're in the battle with. Now, yeah. of course, it, it could all go wrong. Yeah, well, we were talking about that. They have to go to Wexford and whether to lose to Wexford. You know? Yeah. But I, we... I think that I, I, I think that's a very unlikely scenario. But Cork have the potential. They have the potential of four good competitive games between now and when they face Limerick again. They have they've definitely Galway. They've definitely Wexford away. Then they will possibly have a league semi-final and possibly a league final. Yeah. Like, which is, you know, and then you're straight into the championship and the momentum is with you. Now, all right, there may be, uh, the, 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 those games are going to be condensed into a very short spell. And and we have seen what the fallout from that has been in the Munster Championship round, Robin, and the ramifications it has for teams. Yeah, Carson. They do seem to have a good squad, so that should negate some of that. But what when we were talking during the week, I was kind of making the point that it looks very swimmingly for Cork. It looks poor for Limerick at the moment. If it conspires that Limerick beat Clare and beat Offaly and that Cork lose their last two games, it's a completely different narrative than when you go into the championship. That, like, I know we're making it out now that Cork are world beaters and everything and that Limerick have fallen off completely, but... These things change very quickly with the nature very, of the very season. Quickly, Jack, and that's why I say if they lose to Galway and didn't lose to Wexford, you know, the, the landscape, um, the hurling landscape can change very, very, very quickly. Very quickly. Um, you know, and we know when you're at the top, you're there to be knocked off. And like Corker in the driving seat at the moment. And like you, you must remember Henry Shefflin and Galway are coming to are coming to the side at the weekend. It's their last chance. You know, yeah. lose, they're gone. Yeah, I suppose before we get back onto Limerick, um, Wexford have Offaly and no disrespect to Offaly. You'd imagine Wexford will win that game that they'll go to four from four before that game to Cork. If you had to call the top two in, in Limerick side of the league uh, for the league semi finals, which way would you be like swaying towards? I'm, I, I'm going Cork and Wexford. 
Cork and Wexford. So Cork I, to be Galway. I think Cork will beat Galway. Now Galway came to 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 um to um Cork last year and won. You mm. must remember, like um, Cork are in a similar situation to they were this time twelve months, but they are one point better off. Last year they went into the final two games of the group with five points. They lost heavily to Limerick and then lost to Galway and were out. Now, um, they, they, they will obviously be very, very keen, plus the fact that there was only one qualifying for a league final last year yeah. or, or a sharing of the league. But um, this year there are two. And I, I, I think well, um, Cork know what's in front of them. It, 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 the, the map is planned very carefully. The hurling map is planned. Win your game against Galway and you're guaranteed two more games at least. Yeah, I suppose there's a huge caveat. I I agree with you that that, um, um, Wexford are likely to beat awfully, especially since it is in Wexford Park. Yeah. Now, like, the the cards have fallen very, very well and very, very nicely. Thank you for Wexford, mind you. They have their last two games at home. Yeah, but I suppose they went on the road. You know where I'm coming from on that. That, uh, you know, but... um, and um, but look, they, they they've they've done the spade work. They've done the spade work. They've gone to Clare. They've gone to Galway. And they've won, you know. And fair play to them. And and um, it, it's it's um, like I I I possibly see a scenario where Cork and Wexford will be a dead rubber to the point that all that will be at stake will be first and second place in the group. Yeah, I suppose if they if they both win at the weekend, that that'll be the case. And you wouldn't have thought it when you when you started when you looked at the league when the draw was made. You wouldn't be thinking that Limerick and Clare and Galway would all be out of, out of contention. But that's the scenario you could have on Limerick, Matt. I suppose there's a couple of things that kind of stood out for me. Again, that number fifteen jersey, no one is really putting their hand up. Um, I thought Road Hegarty was really badly missed. Um, yeah. On, on Sunday, just to kind of break tackles himself and William O'Donoghue in that regard. And I, I heard it during the week, I think it was on off the ball. I think it was Paul Murphy was saying that they kind of give you go ahead ball because if Garoda or William get the ball, they're taking their man on, you're breaking a tackle, you're you're making a two and one straight away. Can you account for the loss of Garoda Hegarty? Um, could you put a lot of what happened in the first half down to the fact that the St. Pat's man wasn't there? I would, I would, I would, yeah. Certainly, you see, you 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 had um, you had a regular missing out of every line, if you like, Jack. If you talk about um, if you talk about the um, the the All Ireland team, like we'll say, Nicky was missing in goal, um, and then um, this is no disrespect to the, the players that were in, but um, that's the way John Kiley went to shuffle the pack. Um, Barry Nash was missing in the full back line. You're down with uh, Burns missing in in the half back line. You know, Willem who was missing, Garoad Hegarty was missing, and Peter Casey and Graham Mulcahy were missing. So, yeah. like, you, 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 you had every line affected, and it, it, it was bound to a certain degree to affect the coordination of the team. Now, I see Niall Morton making a point in, 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 in the media during the week that, that, that he felt that Limerick didn't have sufficient or adequate backup. Um, in in that uh, that there probably isn't enough pressure on the first fifteen, and he probably maybe have a point. 
Yeah, I'm death. Like, There's a certain element of you know of of, of putting his name his finger on it there, you know. If you look at the 2018 All Ireland winning team, <coughs> all that's changed is Barry Nash in for Rich English. Now there's a good few positional changes, but Barry Nash is in, William O'Donoghue was in, and Peter Casey was in. Like three changes in four years is nothing major. He was kind of pointing to the Dublin teams that had maybe two or three new faces every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Limerick have such a special group of players. It is hard to, I suppose, switch them out as easily as you can, but. I think it's not it's not that the players coming up aren't good enough. I think they're just not very like for like, if you get me. Like Aaron Costello for Barry Nash. Aaron Costello is far more of a kind of a defensive-minded cornerback than Barry Nash, who was just converted back there. Colin Coughlin and Darren Burns are different players. Um, they just offer different things. I just don't think it's like for like, and Limerick are so used to a certain system. I think that's maybe where they could have fallen down. Um, I think on a positive side, Carl O'Neill has really put his hand up. It's probably a bit unfortunate that he's not a corner forward and that that didn't work last year, but maybe he'll get that chance again. I don't think it's the players aren't good enough. I think they're just not like for like. What's your thinking on that? Yeah, I would, yeah, because I, I, I certainly think that, that that if you look at the Limerick bench, Jack, and we, we've spoken about the bench and we've spoken about the impact of the bench, we, we, we just haven't spoken about it, Jack. We've seen it. Mm. We, we've seen what we've seen what it's what, what it's capable of. Um um, from you know when they come off the bench, um, yeah, I I agree with you. It 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 is it is just bedding and getting people bedding into the system, and of course you 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 you'll only rectify that with games. Yeah, yeah. but you see, if you if you're talking about this year and rectifying it for this year, um. You're running out of games, Jack. You 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 only two games, two competitive games left before you go to Cork. Yeah, you are no, definitely. There's saying. also there, there, there's also the thing, the narrative in in this, Jack. That um, John Kiley, we have seen over the last four years, has put an awful lot of emphasis, year in year out, in having his team exactly right exactly spot on for the first round of the championship. Yeah. He has spoken that nauseam about it and he has never failed to deliver. So yeah. um, I'm clinging to that hope uh, plus the fact that that have Cork shown too much of that hand too soon? Potentially, if you were, I know it's really early doors. If you were to call it like the championship team to play Cork, what changes will there be from the team to play the All Ireland final? So, obviously, Peter Casey is out, but do you see any other changes? No, and who would you have in? Graham Mulcahy, yeah. See, I would think Graham is probably more of an impact player. And again, talking about the 2018 team, you had Peter Casey and Shane Dowling and Pat Ryan coming on, or Dave Reedy as well, coming on scoring every game. Do you see there's any possibility of like a complete reshuffle like we saw in 2020 where Hayes went back wing back and Keane Lynch went centre forward? And I think there's a strong possibility that with Rich English's form that he has to go in. Could Nash move forward? Could we see Hayes back into forwards again? Possibly that's a possibility. It's a possibility. But you, I, I, I don't think you're going to see it until we face Cork. Yeah, I don't either. I just think that... There's obviously one position up for grabs with Peter Casey. 
Um, and the one person I think that has really put their hand up has been Rich English. Now, he's at the other end of the field, but John Kiley isn't afraid to change it up. I think that's something we could see. Um, I think if Cork have not copped on to Keane Lynch, because you'll, you'll never cop on to what he does, but if Cork have a system around Keane Lynch at centre-forward, if you move him into the corner, are you is our system malfunctioning then? Does it work differently? Because if he just he'll just change the whole dynamic I think as well that Cahill O'Neill could be corner forward I know it doesn't suit him but he could come out and drop out like Peter Casey did and shoot from all over the field I don't I'm just saying I don't think we're going to see I think we're going to see something different and I also think that people are writing out Limerick John Kiley would be very happy with that Um, because absolutely you know the whole thing surrounding Limerick at the moment he'd be be fierce happy with it because like we were listening to the winter of of um, Nothing but how invincible Limerick were and all this, the, all this sort of stuff. Like which, you know, um, like he will be delighted that that's 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 nearly off the agenda now, and that that people will be all switching to Cork. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, with, with that kind of with that kind of um, narrative going around, it, it's bound to bring pressure on management. It's bound to bring pressure on players. It's bound to bring pressure on everybody, and. Um, he he'd be absolutely delighted like that that that, and and of course as as I said to you Jack, the aftermath of the Munster Senior Hurling Cup and it was you know no disrespect to the Munster Senior Hurling Cup, very very important competition for giving players game time. Like the expectation in Limerick went sky high. Yeah, that's true. Like we we were nearly believing that we could put two teams in the championship and they'd meet in the All Ireland final. Yeah, I suppose the greatest Yeah, but I suppose it's no harm um, to just come back to reality and realize that there's very good teams there. Ireland or Limerick are still the All Ireland favourites, and I I wouldn't be backing against them. But uh, it's just it's interesting, um, and these things, as we said, can change from week to week. At the moment, something isn't right. We saw against Cork last year. All it takes is one good game from this group of players. They have the experience behind them. They just need to kind of let it click. And they will, and they will, Jack. I, 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 be, I believe they will know whether it will be um, on Sunday in, in Ennis. I'm not so sure. Um, Claire will be looking to get a bit of a Philip. They, they will be looking to get a boost ahead of Limerick visiting there in the championship. Um, uh, I would read absolutely nothing into the Monster League final victory over Claire because. Um, for a start, you have John Condon, you have Tony Kelly, you and you have Peter Duggan now back on board. Um, so now I understand that possibly Mark Rogers will be missing through injury, but um, it'll be a different player. It'll be a different player team, and and Brian Lawn will see this. You know, will want to build and win over Offaly last week, and will want to finish the league strongly. Now, Claire mathematically have an outside chance, I think, of possibly making it. Um... But. Um, to take a freak series of results, Cork would need to be beaten in the two games and Clare would need to beat Galway in the last game and didn't all come down to scoring difference for the second place with Wexford. Um, yeah, looking at the tables now, Cork and Wexford, three from three, six points. Galway, two from three, four points. Clare have two points, as you said. They play Galway and Limerick. They can get six points, but if Clare gets six points, I think it's a case of Cork, Wexford, Galway... And Claire will be in the same pound of points, so that's above our pay no, grade. No, 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 it's not. Um, were they to get to six points, um, uh, Wexford would have to be on 
Eight or ten. Oh, yeah, Wexford have to beat Cork. Yeah, it would come down to themselves. Beat, beat Cork. But it would be a three-way then for um, on, yeah. on scoring difference between Cork, Galway and Clare. And certainly Cork would have the advantage there. But uh, mathematically, it's a remote possibility Clare could still make the league. Yeah, on the other side of the, the draw mess, you have Waterford and Dublin on five points, Tipperary on four, Kilkenny on four, and Antrim and Leaf. Leash have yet to pick up a point. If you we we said that you think that Cork and Wexford will come out of Group A, coming out of Group B, who do you fancy? I I, I think it'll be Kilkenny and Waterford. Yeah, I think Waterford have probably been the most impressive team um, in that group alongside Dublin. Now Dublin have Kilkenny this Saturday. Um, they have, and um, like our, 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 that 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 prediction could quite very easily walk the window over Dublin to win it. Yeah, you'd imagine. And I, I, that... I, I think Kilkenny have Dublin and, and Watford. Is that right in the concluding stages? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. that that's, if Kilkenny pick up two wins there, they're true, essentially. Yeah. Um, if my maths haven't played me there. But I'd say the winner between Dublin and Kilkenny will go through. And yeah. it, could be, it could be the case of the winner between Watford and Tipperary um, on Sunday will go through as well. So that's as open as Group 1. But... Look, it remains to be seen. Um, Limerick won't be in the league semi-final or final. I don't think it's going to to bother them too much. Realistically, no. the only thing that the league is used for for them will be getting players right. And you I can't accuse John last year, but it didn't inhibit them last year. Yeah, you can't accuse John Kiley of not experimenting anyway. He's tried out a lot of lads. Um, probably hasn't gone to plan in certain cases, but all they need, as I said, is that um, that game to go right in Ennis. You didn't seem too, I suppose, kind of confident in Ennis this Sunday. How do you see the game going? I'm not that confident, Jack. Um, you know, Clare always seemed to get themselves up for Limerick, you know. Um, uh, I, I'm i not that confident, to be honest. Yeah, I would be now. I've, I was, well, I was blindly confident going into Wexford, Galway and Cork so far, so... Well, I, I have not been wrong. For the, I, I have been wrong for the last three um, three Limerick matches, Jack. And by not being confident, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, so do I. Um, you look at the, the that convoluted answer to convey anything to you. <laughs> yeah, um, I suppose Claire and Ennis is like it. Like Limerick will always it'll always get Claire up for the game, but vice versa. If Limerick see that yellow jersey, like it yeah. should be a cracking game anyway this Sunday at uh, a quarter two in, in Cusack Park. Um, so the half an hour on the hurling, um, we'll move on to the football mat. And I suppose while it hasn't gone right for the hurlers, it's most certainly gone right for, for Billy Lee and the footballers. Um, we spoke about the defeat to Loud. It was very disappointing just how it happened, conceding seven in a row. But like you wouldn't want any other team going up to Ockram needing to win. That's two years in a row, going up to one of the most notoriously difficult venues in Ireland. 113 to 19. Um, I suppose they never make things easy. The Limerick footballers, but where they were so often on the wrong side of results after playing well, they're on the right side of these results these days, three from four in the league and top of the table. And as Pat would say, why not dare to dream? Yeah, why not dare to dream is right. And and um, I, I, you know, we spoke um, um, in the context of this league, Jack, about um, Limerick, this Limerick team's ability to, to when their backs are really to the wall. To deliver, and this this is the third major result in as many years 
that this Limerick team have delivered. And at the risk of being repetitive, I talk about Sligo in 2020, which, which saw Limerick promoted as Division Four champions when the odds were stacked against them. Um, it was make or break 12 months ago when they travelled to Ockram. It was either a, a promotion um, semi-final or a relegation semi-final. They delivered. Um, they, they, the good start um, uh, to the current league, which seemed to have come off the rails when they lost to Loud, um, they needed immediate response. Their backs were to the wall, going to a weak loss side, um, who are also fighting for survival. And like the Limerick did it. And and in the circumstances in which they did it, Jack, were absolutely fantastic. They won the game by four points. I think they were two points up with 10 minutes to go at which stage, at one stage, when, when they were down to 13 players with two black cards. They subsequently suffered a red card on the home straight, but um, Wicklow suffered a black card around the same time or, or, or a bit later. But they saw out the game, Jack, mm-hmm. and... Um, uh, it, it is a characteristic of this Limerick team in the league in three out of four games that they won. Um, they, it's their ability to see out the game in the closing stages. Um, for some reason, um, probably they were in the, the best um, uh, position to see out a game um, of the four was against Loud. <laughs> and um, like you just couldn't legislate for a team just kicking seven points without yeah. reply, you know. Yeah, the only time I the only time I saw that happening was Gerald Griffin's to 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 quarter final in twenty nineteen. So um, yeah, um, and look, I, I I was very pleased to see during the week um, where certain elements were beginning to laud the job um, that um, Billy Lee has done. Yeah, um, I, I think that needs to be said. He has done a fant- an absolutely, we've, we've said it here, but he's done an absolutely fantastic job. And it was great, absolutely uh, thrilled to see that that, that um, Colin Cooper acknowledged it on the Sunday game last, last, last Sunday evening. The, the, the job he has done because he's done a phenomenal job, absolutely phenomenal job. And now the situation is, whilst we were a bit down last week, Jack, and we were wondering, you know, lose to Wicklow and you're back into the mire, you're back into the mix, you're looking downwards, looking over your shoulders, you're looking very much upwards now, Jack. Yeah, very looking much very upwards. Very much upwards. And um, at the start of this league, there was a, there was a you know, it, it, it was mentioned out there that, oh, look, it, it, you, you know, you go through the motions and Leash and Westmeath are going to be promoted anyway. <coughs> we saw what happened them last Sunday. Last Sunday. Like, yeah, it's, it's very Leash, open. Leash, Leash were lucky to draw at home at Antrim and loud beat Westmeath. So, it, as far as promotion is concerned, game on, Jack. Westmeath are due here in, 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 in a week's time. Be a very, very interesting game. Now we have a poor record against Westmead, but you know, those poor records are there to be ended. Yeah, and Billy Lee as manager has seen a lot of those poor records and obviously the win over Tipperary in 19 stands out. Um I, like it this is a hypothetical question, Matt, but you'd imagine that if if Limerick were faced with the situation they had against Longford, Antrim, 
and Wicklow maybe two or three years ago that they probably wouldn't have come away with the win. It'd be fair to say that like Billy Lee has like instilled instilled this mentality in them that they're going to win like whichever way it's going to come. That they just have a huge mental resolve. Huge, absolutely huge mental resolve. But uh, Jack, I, I I have noticed with the last couple of years with this particular squad. And the, the whole aura surrounding this, this this Limerick squad is that there is a camaraderie there, a great camaraderie within that squad. Mm. And that is down to the manager and his backroom team. And Billy, Billy, I, I Billy has built that. And like it, 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 you know, the, 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 like there, there is fantastic passion and spirit within the squad. And like this the sky is the limit, if you like, as to what they can achieve because. Like, uh, I, I think, were, um, you know, people are beginning to sit up and take notice. Here we are four rounds into Division 3 of the Alliance Football League. And one, 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 one of the senior pundits, let's say, uh, most of the senior pundits would, would have Limerick's name penciled in and inked in to, to be relegated back down to Division 4. And they're looking closer now to Division 2 than Division 4. Yeah. So, and it's, 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 it's a fantastic place to be in, you know, um, the, the possibility, there's still a possibility of relegation, Jack. Dare I, dare I mention? Dare I mention it? Because Limerick will know from experience that they were relegated with six points. I think it mm. was in 2015. They were on, and um, which which was a freak result to win three games and not to stay up. But I, 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 I was looking at the league and I was trying to anticipate what might happen and what might not happen, and. Um, you, you 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 could say for certain anyway that Wicklow will not catch Limerick because they're on seven points, or they're on a maximum of seven points. Longford will find it very, very hard to catch Limerick. They're on a maximum of nine points. And Wexford and Longford have to meet. Yeah. So there's, you know, there, 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 there's a lot of water to flow under the bridge, but... Um, I don't think that Billy Lee will be will will will, will be thinking about we are avoiding relegation. Um, that narrative has changed, Jack. Oh, um, definitely avoiding relegation and consolidation. Um, they 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 no longer fe feature in the lexicon of the the current league campaign. The current league campaign, as it sits and as we speak now, Jack, is all about Limerick upwards, and looking towards a promotion spot. Yeah, and I'm I, looking towards the Division Three final. Yeah, you can look at Derry, and I suppose Derry probably have a, a richer history of football than Limerick, to be fair. But Derry were in Division Four two years two years ago, and they're yeah. well on course to get to Division One. Now I know they did come from Division One only at the start of 2010s kind of era, like that they were in a league final against Dublin. That just something happened in Derry, but. It can be done. You can rise up up through the grades. Like Antrim or another team that won Division 4 last year, they'll be there, thereabouts, with Limerick. Um, we'll talk more in depth about the West Mead game next week. But one thing that strikes me from this current team is the spread of scorers. Because, obviously, um, losing Danny Neville is, is a huge blow. But outside of that, James Carroll hasn't been a regular starter for a number of years, but was one of Limerick's main scoring threats. We've lost Jamie Lee um, midway through 2020. We lost Sean McSweeney from St. Kieran's um, yes. that same year. We lost Sean McSweeney from Fines. I mean, he had him for a year, but was a real scoring threat that they're not even, it's not even one player is, is stepping up to the mark. Um, 
against Wicklow. You had all six forwards scoring from play. Josh Ryan got his goal with four frees. Hugh Burke got four from play, which was a magnificent mm. performance by all accounts. Um, Peter Nash, um, Adrian Enright, James Ockton, and Brian Donovan all got on the score sheet. And on top of that, like the likes of Ian Corbett usually chips in with a couple, Robbie Childs and his wing back, or Tony Carter, or Gordon Brown, whoever is there, always chipping in with scores. It's Limerick are just are scoring from all over the place, and it's very hard to mark that if you've eight or nine lads that can score on any given day, especially in football. It is, it is, and um, uh, at, at the very outset, the first conversation we had about the league and when we were speculating on what, um, what sort of a line out that Billy Lee would have, I spoke about the importance of. Um, that I felt of, of Josh Ryan um, and get, getting Josh Ryan um, because, uh, you know, I, I feel Josh Ryan has an awful lot to offer. And um, certainly I, I, I think in the current campaign, he, he's absolutely delivering. He's having his, his, he's having his best campaign and he's, he's a key part of Billy's, <coughs> Billy's strategy. A big man like him with so much talent. You know, you just have got to accommodate him and, and find a find a way of getting the best out of him. And I think Billy is getting it at, the best out of him at last. And that's a huge plus for Limerick. And it certainly offsets um, the loss of some of the players. Like, but um, there's very few counties, particularly at Limerick's level, that could afford Jack to lose the players that you have spoken about. You know, and it, it was a constant trickle away and it it, 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 it it seemed to take new legs last year when they lost Brian Fanning, Tom Childs, and and um, and and Danny Neville, um, frontline players and and very very good squad players and Seamus O'Carroll, David David Connolly, and um, um, Padraig Scanlon. Yeah, but, but 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 Billy weathered it, and and we were talking about those six, and like you went to Antrim, you added four onto it in Antrim. Because you had Mike Donovan, you had Patrick De Bruyne and Rob Childs and Killian Fahey all injured and weren't, there, weren't available. Yeah. So, Next man like up. There, there is strength and depth in it, you know. And like you, you would hope, you would hope that 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 the three that that um, are not available this year may become available sometime in the future or the near future. Yeah, please God, um, it's like. It seems worlds away that when that summer Billy made was at 50 phone calls and all knows that's just a very attractive place to be now is in with the Limerick footballers um, and all, all credit to Billy. And I, I suppose anyone that wants to know what kind of man Billy is, just watch his interview after after Wicklow, just pure passion, pride in his players, happiness. It's just a very honest interview and you don't get them anymore really Um was players and management are well trained in in the art of media and that's fair enough as well but it's just very honest assessment of where his team are at and the hard work they've put in and he's pride in it it's just brilliant to watch it's on our youtube page if anyone wants to watch it he's interview with um with pat and joe Ridden, or john Riddenden after the, the wicklow game so i would definitely check that out but as i said we'll be looking more into into westmead next week um obviously in the down week this week but i suppose the long and the short of it is that we're looking upwards now uh, you're not looking back anymore. You're looking upwards, and Division Two isn't out of reach by any means. I think is the is the key summary after round four. That is the key summary, Jack. That yeah, that so. is that that is it. You're looking upwards, and um, like, don't be afraid to mix with the big boys. 
No, we've seen like Claire, the, the Trojan work on underage level. They've they've gone up into Division Two with their contenders. Derry, we mentioned Antrim, Armagh were in the mire for a good few years. They're um, near the top of Division One now, so it can be done. It look Billy Lee's project. This isn't for anyone coming in. It's not an overnight thing. Billy is there since late 2016, and we had a couple of bad years, but no fault to Billy, like obviously. Mm. But uh, it's coming good, and, and it's brilliant to see. Continuing that. Um, team for for football in the twenties are in action in the final rounds. Just, just before you go there, you 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 spoke about Derry going all the way from Division uh, Four to Division One. Just a a use a, a useless bit of information, but an important information <laughs> nevertheless. If if we change codes and if we change to the English League, Northampton Town once went on in successive years from Division Four. To Division One, the old Division One, and it, and 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 continued the sequence in successive years. Went back down to Division Four. Well, so, I don't know. Is that is that a bad omen for Limerick or, or a good one that it can be done? Um, yeah, I no, think I'm, I'm, I wasn't talking in the context of Limerick, Jack. I was talking in the context of Derry. Yeah, I I thought I heard a Limerick footballer maybe ten years ago saying that he's one of the only players that went from Division Four to One back down to Four. No, I don't know how, how true that is, but um, look, these things like the hurling, it, it is very finicky. But like as we said at the start of the year, maybe four weeks ago, it would have been consolidating Division Three status. Now it's can we get to Division Two? So these things change. But mm-hmm. another win against Westmead, and you're you're certainly there thereabouts, um, beating another contender. But yeah, as I said, we we we'll look that next week. Twenties are playing um, on Saturday afternoon in UL at half two against Offaly. Offaly are obviously. Reigning on Ireland champions, so it's not an easy game for for Shamey and the side. But that team is named. If you want to check it out on on Twitter or whatever, um, just the best look to Shamey and his side. They'll have the bones of a month to prepare for the month's championship when they play Watford, and that's a knockout game. So the best look to that team. Um, moving on to ladies football, Matt, um, and you had mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we're set for a dead rubber. Um, that's pretty much the case against Carlo this Sunday in Carlo, two o'clock. You don't ever want to be playing a dead rubber, but for Limerick, at least it's in their favour, I suppose, that the job is done already and just another chance for, for Graham Shiny's team maybe to use a few French players and give them a run out. Yeah, I, 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 I suppose he'll have a bit of a dilemma there in, 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 um, in does he stick with a settled team going into what will be a tough semi-final? Or does he try out and see see what the fringe players are up to? I, I, I think he'll probably go for a bit of both. Um, like, you, you, you cannot get a deader rubber than this. It's the absolute dead rubber because um, there's absolutely nothing at stake. Limerick cannot be knocked off first place, no matter what happens, because... Um, Offaly and London are meeting and whichever one of them wins, Limerick will have the head-to-head on them. And um, Carlo cannot just get off the bottom for the very same reason that they've lost to both London and and, and Offaly who meet and whoever loses, um, they, they cannot, um, will, will, will have the head-to-head on them. So it's it's an absolute dead rubber and it's it's a free pass of a day, but it, it's an opportunity to try out some players and they I, I, I think um, Graham Shine will, will will probably do a certain element of exper- experimenting because, like, it's his first year in charge. 
he's been in he's been in from um, he's only been in since december and he has been um, in in the two games to date he has stuck with the same starting 15 and um, like he has a panel of 40 as he told us after the last game and uh, as we know he named a panel from of 40 from the beginning and um, I, I think he will be very, very keen to see um, to see um, more players in a game situation and what they can uh, what they can do in many ways. For that type of approach, it's 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 an ideal game. But he still will have to have one eye in a semi final, which I think is probably coming up the week after. Jack, is it? Uh, I'm not sure. I can just check through there now. It's, going, oh, it's just coming up pretty quickly anyway, and it's going to be against. Um, Fermanagh or Leitrim, I would imagine, though Antrim are in the mix as well. But, um, like, uh, we, we, you know, it's Limerick are going to be playing the team that finishes second yeah. in, 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 in the other group. So um, it, it looks, it, from this remove, it looks like Fermanagh because Leitrim have won their two games comfortably. Yeah, as you said, Leitrim are top with two wins and two for Mena have won one and, and lost one. Um, I can't find the the league semi-finals, but I know with the condensed nature of of everything in the GA now, um it's it's probably come around the corner. But I suppose they had a week off last week, it was me. I probably played the French players um to see what they're like in a game because everyone will tell you you can play as many training games as you want. It's the the cut and trust, the championship that really tells where you are. But um Look, the best look to Graham Shine and his side. The job is done already, but it's nice to get three wins from three, continue that momentum. If you can do that with some of your fringe players, all the better it shows that they're up to that level. But um, yeah, a league semi-final awaits them. Um, Another semi-final that we have is the Crow Cup semi-final. Ardskill Reach versus Good Council of New Ross in Wexford. This Saturday at three o'clock in Bansha. Ardskill only came through their quarterfinal on Monday to beat Presentation College at Nray in Dangan on Monday evening. I suppose for Art School Reach, they've been so used to coming in as Munster champions five times in the last 10 years or so that they obviously lost the Art Cup final. The, um, their quarterfinal was postponed, very, or was called off, I suppose, with 10 minutes to play because of an injury. And the it seems to be good signs for that young lad from Presentation College. So we send our best wishes to them. But could it nearly suit the North Circle Road school to come through the back door, kind of come as outsiders um, playing against the Leinster champions now that might be written off in some quarters, whereas they would have been huge favourites and huge pressure for them to go on and win it with the, the riches they have? Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think it possibly suits them. And to get to get the quarterfinal game with Atten Roy, I think, will, will probably suit him as well. Though, you know, not in the best of circumstances and that the game had to be originally abandoned and refixed. But certainly a game is a game. And and um, um, certainly, um, uh, obviously, um, good counsel from Wexford will, will be very, very strong. And um, they, 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 they have quite an amount of players from Kilkenny in, 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 in their team. Um, so... Um, uh, look, they're, they're, they're in the mix. Um, they're in the mix and uh, certainly and under the radar because Hattie Cup champions um, always tend to be on the radar along with um, St. Kieran's Kilkenny. Now, St. Kieran's Kilkenny are still there. 
um, and they're, they're playing St. Joseph's Tulla in the, in the other semi-final. But, um, you know, I, I, I think it'll suit Hearts Gullrish um, to, to come under, to coming in the way they are. <coughs> and having got a game as late as last Monday, I think it'll suit him as well. And um, I, I think they're in with a right shout. Yeah, I, I would also fancy Hearts Gullrish, I suppose. You mentioned that other semi-final, but you probably would have got no odds for St. Kieran's reaching the, the semi-final, just that they're always there. But similarly, you probably wouldn't have got odds for Tulla either getting all the way. I don't think they'd won um, a Heart Cup game until this year. It's a real kind of David versus Goliath game. Oh, there, it's, 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 a, it's a classical David and Goliath. And, um, um, you, you know, um, as, as the, the Hearty Cup progressed and the, as they were making... Um, as they were making um, progress in it, they were probably saying, you know, we're into bonus territory if we get to semi-final and we're really into bonus territory if we get to a final. But now that they have won the final, the, the bonus territory is, you know, is over. It's it's into the serious business as an All-Ireland semi-final now and you're up against uh, the kingpins of it. So it's it's not going to be easy for Tuller, Jack. It, it'll be a real no. test of Tuller. And if Tuller... Um, can get over St. Kieran's, although St. Kieran's did not feature in the Leinster final. Um, they, they, they had to play off for a place um, because the Dublin schools were ineligible. Yeah. Who reached the final? Um, it, 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 um, it, it, it'll be it'll be a serious test. I have no doubt that St. Kieran's will provide Tuller with a very very serious test. And if 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 they get over it, um, you could conceivably. Have a repeat of the of, of the Hearty Cup final. Yeah, that's where I, I that's where I was going for um those games. And, and if that if, if that be the case, Arts Reach would not be wanting for more mo, mo, for motivation or for. A... Yeah, I suppose in these schools competition, you could get one good crop of students, and you kind of have to make hey while well, the sun shines. So the best look to the four teams we were talking about, the Bunscola, the coming of Bunscola at the very start will that'll be kind of one for concluding points that. Uh, the schools um, competition, uh, St. Joseph's playing St. Kieran's at one o'clock on Saturday and Arts Reach against Good Council of New Ross at three o'clock. They're both on TG Carr's YouTube page. Um, I don't think it's on live television. I think it's their YouTube page, but um, I, I no better place to watch a game. Um, I suppose before we finish, Matt, I don't... Um, no, we, we just acknowledge that, that, that um, um, on Wednesday... Salesian College, Palace Kinry yeah. won the Munster College's D hurling final when they beat um, Skull Muradland Small from Blarney, 411 to 111 in the final. We'd like to congratulate Palace Kinry, Salesian College, Palace Kinry, um, uh, Colin Ryan, the, the, the former player, um, hurler, is in charge down there, and Brian Chambers of, of, the, of their senior hurling team. And it makes up in some small way for. Um, like they, they, they were, they were, you know, Salvation College, Palestine, were in, within touching distance, Jack, of a double. Yeah. Like they were beaten in the D football final um, by Bearer Community College after a hectic game, an absolutely fantastic yeah. game of football down in Mount Collins on the lights there about two weeks ago, and um, this is <coughs> no little consolation for them. It's 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 it 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 it, it is great. Um, it's great for the college and great for the school that they get to board finals and and certainly it would have been ideal while they they have pulled them off but certainly they they pulled off the hurling one and it 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 it's it, 
It's absolutely fantastic. When we departed there from Daddy's um, um, sport, Jake, um, we omitted to mention that the Komogi team um, were were beaten by Cork, uh, suffered a very, very heavy oh. defeat to Cork in, 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 in the second round of, of the Littlewoods Komogi League down in, in um, Cork last, last Saturday. And um, first of all, you know, and we're talking about this motion that was at Congress and got overwhelming support um, for for the amalgamation of of, of, of the codes, and um, we saw it firsthand, Jack, um, how it could work because the Camogie match was the curtain raiser to the Galway Cork senior football, and um, certainly the sky didn't fall down, Jack. Um, no. It it, 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 it 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 worked it worked very well. Um, the only thing that didn't work was was on, on the day for Limerick. Now John Ellis was forced into make a whole raft of changes for various reasons. He was minus eight frontline players from the team that performed so admirably against Kilkenny. Yeah, and um, it, it included lead players like Quiva Costello and and. Rebecca Lee, you really go to players. Now, he, he was forced to introduce a raft of new players um, um, from the start and, and, and from the bench. And I'm, I'm just wondering, talking to myself, and I'm not quite clear on the rules, but I have got to check it out. Um, uh, are these people, are, the, are all those players tied to senior now for the league with, with the junior league about to start? Yeah, they'd be tied for the league, I'd imagine now. I'd yeah, imagine they'd be going for be so. um, the grey area. He, he certainly had to delve deep into his resources. And, uh, of course, Cork were, were flying, um, you know. You know um, Cork are into league semi-final now. <coughs> they play Kilkenny next weekend in what is a, a dead rubber as well. It's only a shootout for first and second. And it leaves Limerick having to play Clare next weekend at a venue and on a day to be fixed. Um, it could be a very nice curtain razor to Limerick and Offaly. Yeah, it could be. Very well could be. Um, it should be, really. So um, if the powers to be would would, would, would accommodate that. Um, it worked in Cork, so why not work in Limerick? Yeah, why not, I think... Why not work anywhere, Jack? But... Um, um, yeah, it's it's a must-win game for Limerick. Or then they lose it, and they're into um, they're into a relegation scrap. Yeah. Um, no, they did they did get the better of Clare twice last year. Um, I, I I think you were there with me actually. Were you Jack in in Ennis the day that they won? Yeah. In Father McNamara Park. Yes. And um, that was in the league, and um, uh, they they subsequently won in Clarina in 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 the Munster Championship. So um, yeah, it's it, it's it's an important week for 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 um, for Limerick Camogie and for John Dillis and his charges, and we just hope that as many as possible of those eight players that were absent for a variety of reasons that they will be back on board for the Clare game because it'll be all shoulders to the wheel now. Clare um, push Cork very very much in the first round, and they pushed Kilkenny to a point in Cusick Park last Sunday. Yeah. Um... Look, they have good history against Clare, I suppose, is is um, a good takeaway from it. Um, we're talking about the hurlers. They lost all their league games so far, and we're still not ruling them out for a championship. So 
hopefully the Camogie side will be the same and just a win against Clare could could kick start their season, please God. Um, I suppose before we finish, Matt, this is all about sports, like, and just it's very easy going, but and we wouldn't get into the politics. But the situation in Ukraine, I suppose you couldn't ignore it really. Um, it's fairly unprecedented, and we're getting too used to that word, but I suppose just sending our support and best wishes to the people in Ukraine. Just um, it's hard to imagine things like that in 2022. It is, Jack. It it, it just um, it, it puts everything into context. You know, the the world um, for the last two years was hit by the COVID pandemic, and no sooner had the, the, the COVID um, pandemic began to wane. I suppose it's not gone away. Mm. Um, when when we had this lunacy um, took a foothold, yeah, our, our total solidarity with 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 the people of Ukraine and the sovereign nation that it is, and and um, you know our full support with the people of um, uh, of, of Ukraine. You know when they when they're facing, I suppose, the biggest bully of the twenty first century to date. We have seen we have seen bullies over the years, and we've seen dictators over the years, and um, most of those dictators, you know, end up with the same fate. And um, you know, maybe maybe Mr. Putin will end up with the same fate. Yeah, as I said, we won't get into. But the, there will the be a lot of problem. disruption, a lot of harm, a lot of life lost before it happens. That's the unfortunate thing about this, Jack. And you know, one life is one too many. And uh, there yeah. are various agencies, various organizations, various voluntary groups here in this country um, organizing support and, and uh, um, aid for them. We, we would urge people to be very, very conscious of that and, and to support it in any way possible. Yeah, I know there's collection points and things going around. So as you said, if, if you can support it all possible, um, look, we do we, we focus solely on sports, but it would be remiss not to not to mention what's going on out there and just to again to, to lend support in any way we can um and promote, I suppose, peace is the main thing you want to and it's it's obviously affecting the sport and landscape, obviously not so much for the GA, but like you're seeing UEFA pulling teams and the Formula One, etc. So I suppose the sporting world is kind of uniting and and fronting up to this issue. So please God, that'll be the last time we have to mention this, that some sort of resolution can be found. But um, yeah, I suppose at the end of this podcast, uh, the hurdlers are in action on Sunday in the big one against Claire in Ennis. It's always a big occasion when we travel to Cusack Park. We won there already this year. We'll have to go there again. In May, so you'd rather go there with uh, a winning record than a, a 50-50 record, I think that's for sure. Um, footballers are out again next week. Today's footballers are in action against Carlo, but as we said, it's a dead rubber. Um, so, yeah, another article reach, obviously. So it's another eventful weekend to look forward to. The best look to all the, the Limerick representatives. And you were mentioning the COVID wane in there. Um, there's definitely an opportunity for people to get out to these games. Um you can still social distance in, in most venues. It looks like it's going to be a dry one. So you can leave the umbrellas and the wet gear at home. But uh, yeah, look, Matt, a huge thank you to you as usual. And we will be in touch next week early enough. Thank you, Jack. The impression of the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kenny as Richie Ben 
it sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, wow. it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tommaso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kieran Curry. Curry leading the charge of the left brigade. 45 metres out. He's a chance to score. He's put it in the number. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. 